Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who redeems us in Christ Jesus, whose steadfast love endures forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, our true life, to serve you is freedom, and to know you is unending joy. We worship you, we glorify you, we give thanks to you for your great glory. Abide with us, reign in us, and make this world into a fit habitation for your divine majesty. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Okay, now it's time for our children's message. So now, if you've been around and listening to my children's messages for a while, you might remember that we've talked a few times about Jesus not looking like the average king. Doesn't wear a crown, he's not in big robes, none of the fanciness. Today, we're going to talk about how Jesus doesn't act like the average king and how he's a little bit surprising. Do you know how kings would typically travel? Now, if it's back in Jesus's day, it would be a huge caravan. They would be just surrounded by lavish things that they would bring with them. They would not be mixing with the common folk. And we've heard how Jesus travels with the people. They walk, they mingle. While he is traveling, he is feeding people and he is teaching people and he is healing people. Kings in Jesus's time would go to war to gain land and they would just start fights because <laughs> it benefited them. Whereas Jesus was making peace. Kings often tax people, take up portions of other people's money for themselves to make their castles bigger, to fund the wars that they're going to, to gain more land, to take more money from people. Jesus would give all that he had or could to others and encouraged others to do so as well. These are just some of the things that make Jesus such a surprising king by his words and his actions. And one of the best ways for people to get to know Jesus is through our words and our actions. How can our example introduce others to our unusual king? During this week, I want you to try and think of a way that you can act that would introduce others to the way Jesus led. Let's pray. Yeah. Dear God, thank you for the unusual king on earth, Jesus. Thank you for your son and his path that he leads us on to help others, feed others, teach others, and be with others. Help us spread that word of love to those around us. Amen. Please rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel.
amid scoffing and slander from those who sarcastically call him Messiah and King, Jesus reveals that to be Messiah and King is to give one's life for others. Here he uses his power to welcome a despised sinner to paradise, but puts his own death into God's hands. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 23rd chapter. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. The book club this week reviewed the or talked about the book that we've been reading for the last month. Uh, yeah, any, anything that we study or whatever has, has a potential to end up in a sermon. But we, we were looking at a book about the Marquis de Lafayette during the, the American and French revolutions. And one of the pieces that was interesting to me about it was it, it showed not only um, Lafayette maturing over time, but also the differences in the way that the leadership in the America and the leadership in France went about leading and what their attitude was towards royalty. So there's a lot of history behind this that I'm not going to cover. But one of the things that I want to point out is that the royalty to many of the Europeans was a given. People were born into it. They were entitled to rule. They were entitled to the authority, the power, the luxuries, and the claims that they had over the people. And they were supposed to love the people, but some of that was lip service. You know, my little children, because you love me, were some of the things that one of the King Louis was quoted as saying to try to, try to convince the people that he wasn't really being oppressive. And it was shocking to some of the Europeans that to most of the Americans, the concept just 
didn't make sense. And certainly later in, in Lafayette's life, by the way, he, he later in life didn't want to be called Marquis de Lafayette because he rejected the nobility, the, the rank of nobility, and uh, wanted to be called General Lafayette. So I'm just going to say Lafayette. But uh, when he came back to the US, 40 years after the last time he had visited, and, and well, 50 years into the uh, American Revolution, after the revolutionary period. Anyway, when he came back to the US, the, the way that people treated political leaders, especially the presidential candidates, the uh, congressmen and senators, and, and the way that the senators and congressmen treated the people was so radically different from the way that the royals treated the people in France. And because he was such a high rank, he was born into a high rank and had a tremendous wealth, he was hanging out with the nobility in France. And he was hanging out with the leadership in the US. And there, there are some amusing stories of, of requests, demands, etc., that were made by Europeans that Americans said no. That the Europeans just didn't know what to do with. Like, what do you mean, no? And there was one of, there were, there were three Bourbon brothers who ruled in France uh, eventually. And one of them, the third one, when he came back to power, he had spent his whole life feeling like the people took away his toys. And he wanted them back. He was entitled to them. He was just outraged by the fact that people would take them. Now, the reason I'm going into this is that I think, I think sometimes it's hard for us to feel a connection with that word king because it makes a claim that is much deeper than any choice that we make when we're choosing to participate in a particular type of government, or when we're choosing to turn over authority to somebody for a time, for a purpose. It's, it's, it has this claim that is so much a part of the people's identity that a lot of times Americans will say, I don't understand why people didn't throw off, you know, bad, bad kings sooner. We, we do get a choice. And it's not a choice like we get to vote for, vote for our favorite. But we are invited into Christ's kingdom. Amanda did a wonderful job about talking about the contrasts between a, a king in Jesus' time and a king now. And we are claimed by that king and then given the option to say no. We can say no. But we don't have to do anything to say yes. We don't have to earn our place. We don't have to make sure that we go to the polls, even though I'm a fan of voting. We don't have to serve our king in a particular way in order to have the full measure of the kingdom. We just have to not say no. 
And then the more we give ourselves to that, the more we get to know what it is like to be freed from the burden of being in charge all the time, being responsible all the time, doing things for ourselves, which for a lot of us is a value that we hold really dear. So I just, I, I ask you to think about, okay, what would it be like to take for granted that there is this, this system of authority that I can choose not to throw off. And in fact, for every moment I don't, I get to experience what it's like to have the more loving, creative, nourishing, nurturing, powerful Lord in charge of my life. In the book, we are also noting, I noted how many times kings would send these military, send the peasants basically off to spill their blood. Spill their blood. And as Amanda said, we get the opposite. We have a king that spills his blood for us. I invite you to just, just humbly, humbly receive that. Today, and at this crowning, crowning Sunday of the year. Amen. Let us confess together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Send us, 
united with your saints across time and place, we pray for our shared world. We pray for your church, emboldened denominations and faith-based organizations in creative and collaborative ministries, and increase our work for the sake of the gospel. Lord, in your mercy, receive our prayer. We pray for the earth, protect waterways from pollution and animal habitats from destruction, guard fish populations and sustain glaciers, guide us in careful stewardship of waters, plant life and animals. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the nations of the world, instill in every leader's heart a desire for justice and peace. Support the work of international collaborations that seek the goals of health and joy for all people. Be present in the work of reconciliation and reparations. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. We pray for all who are undermined and or oppressed. Amplify the voices of the unheard and break open stubborn systems of injustice. Bring about your righteousness and fill us all with your redeeming light. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. We pray for this assembly. Guide our pastors, deacons, and council members in discernment and nurture new leaders with fresh ideas. Give this congregation a spirit of discipleship and service. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. We pray for the ELCA guide, presiding bishop, Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Leeseth of our sister synod, Pastor Karen Perkins, our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster, and Lutheran Church of Hope, Anchorage. Let your, let your saving faith may be known to all. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. And for what else do the people of God pray? For those in Colorado Springs who are injured or mourning, for all those who are dealing with these terrifying acts of violence in their communities. Be present with them. Give them strength. Give them courage. For any who still try to overthrow you in their lives. We give thanks for all who have died in the faith. Console us who mourn and comfort us with the beautiful promise of life in your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. Accept these prayers, gracious God, and those known only to you, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website.
you can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Blessed are you, maker of all things, as you have entrusted us with all that you have created. Now gather our gifts, nourish us with this sacrament, and send us to those who hunger and thirst for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and keep, teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And let us announce together. The mission of the Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of peace, who creates all things and calls them good, who makes us alive in Jesus and who breathes on us the spirit of hope. Bless you, now and forever.
peace be a blessing in the world. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.